Welcome everyone. Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah Magen Abraham Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Tet. We'll begin on Daf Chet Amur Bet at the words Amar Abaye at the bottom of the page. Okay. Okay. Amar Abaye. Reuven shemachars sadeh l'shimon ba'achrayut. Let's say Reuven sold the field to Shimon with a guarantee. Now the guarantee we're talking about is that he's going to give back the money in case you got Shimon loses the field. So let's say, here's what happened. We have a guy, Reuven. Reuven sells his field to Shimon, but Reuven also had borrowed money earlier. And there's a chance that if Reuven defaults on the money, that the creditor may go to Shimon and take away the field. So being that Shimon is hesitant about buying the field, Reuven gives him a guarantee. And that guarantee is a guarantee that in case they come and take away the field from you, I will guarantee I will guarantee to give you the money. Okay? On. It's on, it's on, Yaakov. Okay? And then a creditor of Reuven comes he actually takes the Reuven can argue with him and stop him taking the field. He can't tell Reuven that you have nothing to do with me. He's going to come back to me. And therefore, he can argue the case with the creditor. Which means... Like this. You got the case or not really? You got the case, I don't understand the case. Let me explain. Let's say you have Ruvain and Ruvain borrows money. We have Ruvain borrowing money from Harry. Okay? okay. And Ruvain borrows a million dollars from Harry and he owns a field. So Harry has the right, because since he borrowed money while owning a field, Harry's automatically has the right to collect from the field in case Ruvain doesn't pay. Now, Ruvain goes and sells his field to Shimon. Okay? okay. Ruvain borrowed from Harry, sold his field to Shimon. Now, Shimon is nervous that maybe Harry will take his field if Ruvain doesn't pay. What, what claim does Harry have to, his, to, Ruben's, to Shimon's field now? Every time you borrow money with a document, it's a mortgage on your loan, on your property. So let him pay back the mortgage when he sells the property. I'm paying you a million too. Watch, the, watch. Ruvain borrowed a million from Harry. Right. Okay, now at the time Harry knows that his money is secured by Ruvain's field. Okay, Harry knows the money is secured by the Ruvain's field. Ruvain then sells the field. At the selling of the field, Shimon knows that Harry has a, there's some chance that if Ruvain defaults, Harry may take his land away, even though he bought it. Even okay. though he, when you buy a house away, you have a mortgage. You sell your house, the mortgage is going to take their money. Okay, so the way it works in Torah law is that every single every single loan that is written down is an automatic mortgage on the property. Good, so you have a mortgage. When you, when you sell your property, you have to fulfill your mortgage. I understand. So this guy is selling the property, but it doesn't have to, you don't have to fill the mortgage because it's not connected to the land. I could pay him later. It might not even be due yet. It might not even be due yet, but it's still, I don't have to pay before it's due, but afterwards I have to be able to pay. So now, 
Shimon's worried. He says, okay, I'll take care of it. Then when Reuven comes, the bottom line is, Harry comes and he says, I want to collect my money. Oh, yes. Million dollars. Now, he wants to collect his money. You want to join us? I think so. Okay. I haven't done Gemara all day. Okay, so grab Gemara and sit down. Harry wants to come to collect his money. Now, Harry wants to go straight to Shimon and collect the money from Shimon. He doesn't want to deal with Ruvain. Ruvain claims, no, I paid you, or I don't owe you, or something. And Harry says, listen, I don't want to deal with you. I have, the, I have a right to the land. I'm going to get the land. I'm not dealing with you. Right? Now, the halakha is, since Ruvain told Shimon that if Harry takes the field from you, I'll take care of you. So Ruben can tell Harry, you do have to deal with me. You know why? Because if you take the field from Shimon, Shimon's coming to me. And therefore, you have to deal with me because I will be responsible in case you take the field. So be responsible to him. I still don't want to deal with you. You can't say that? Harry can't say that? Harry cannot say that because being that... You're responsible to him. You deal with him. I'm done dealing with you. I'm going to Shimon. You can't go to Shimon because... You could go to Shimon if I'm out of it. But since I have a right, you have to deal with my claim in court. You can't just sidetrack me and go straight to Shimon because since Shimon will come to me, therefore I'm a vest- I have a vested interest in this case and you cannot bypass me. Okay? You'll listen, you'll follow. Follow along in two seconds. Some say, some say, even if Shimon, even if Ruven did not tell Shimon that you could come back to me, still, which means, let's say, Ruven sold the field in a situation where, uh, let's give the case again, Harry lent money to Ruven. Ruven sold his, later sold his field to Shimon. Normally, Shimon has the right to come back to Ruven if Harry ever collects from him. And get his money back. Okay? Let's say Ruvain told Shimon, let's say Ruvain told Shimon, Ralph, yeah. that if Harry comes to collect me and you, I'm not responsible. Okay? Ruvain sold Shimon the field at the discount, saying, listen, I'm selling the field, but if Harry comes to you, I'm not, I'm not involved. Don't come back to me. And Shimon accepted it like that. So very nice. Still, according to the Ikadami, still Ruben could tell Harry, you have to deal with me. You know why? Because Ruben could say, yes, Shimon can't actually come back to me, but he'll be upset at me. I don't want Shimon to be upset at me. And because I don't want Shimon to be upset at me, therefore I could tell Harry, you have to deal with me. Did you follow that? No. Not really. I follow, I don't like it. Okay, well, one more time. Mike, Mike close, pause a second. If Ruvain sold the field to Shimon with no guarantee, okay? And and there's protesters coming against Ruvain, coming forward, okay? That means they say that Ruvain was not allowed to sell it. Basically, Ruvain sold the field to Shimon, and now some guys are saying, guess what? It's very nice you sold the land, you sold the Brooklyn Bridge. That was my land. Ruvain sold Shimon my land. Now Shimon wants nothing to do with this land now. Shimon would really like his million dollars back and call the deal finished. Okay? He doesn't want to go deal with these fellows in court. 
Fine, it was yours. You did make Chazaka. Who was it? Was Ruben? She wants to say, "Give me back my money." I'll see. Atzloch zikba. If Shimon did not make a Chazaka on the land, right? Fix the fence. Take care of the land. Then he could back out. He could back out. Get his money back. Right. Once he made a chazaka, he can't back out. And he has to continue paying. So now, in this case, well, sorry, I gave you a case of money back. Even if Shimon didn't give money back, didn't give the money yet. Let's say, Mike, let's say Shimon bought the field from Ruvain with a handshake. A million dollars on a handshake. Now, these guys come and say, by the way, it's not Ruvain's. And Shimon wants to back out. If he made a no chazaka, he could back and say, I don't want the field, keep your field, I don't want it. I don't want to pay but if he already made a chazakah on the field, he has to pay and deal with, the, deal with these guys. Okay? Because Ruben could tell Shimon, listen, you took a gamble when you accepted the field without a guarantee, and you lost. Which means... You shook my hand. Right. You knew that there may be some... Uh, right, exactly. You bought a house without the title, and the guy's right. and, later. And you understood that there might be a risk. Probably that was included in the cost. And therefore... Uh, too bad on you. Too bad. That's right. a gamble. Some say... Which means... Ruben could tell Shimon... Even if Ruben guaranteed the field to Shimon... He could still make him pay because he could say, yeah, when they get it back from you, then I'll pay you back. But right now, they're just starting with you and therefore I don't have to pay you, let you back out. Right? They're starting to fight with you. Finish the fight in court and then I'll have to give it back. I don't have to, you, have to, you have to pay me now. Right, until Ooh. you figure out that it's for sure not yours. Exactly. Until I use, you actually lose it, then not. Okay. Ravuna Amar. Okay. So we list all these cases, we, never, we don't say which Ika the army we vote. What? We're not coming out with, we're not saying which Ika No, we didn't say. Good. That, that, you have to, that you have to get through the... the, the now we're going back to the question of Metav. Now we said, we spoke of Metav paying the best of your lands. Ravuna Amar, Ravuna says, O Kesef, O Metav. He says, when my shore hits your shore, I have the choice of paying you back with either Kesef, or I could pay you with Meitav, with yes. the best land. What's my choice? Eight ver of Nachman of Huna. Pasu says Yashiv. Kesef Yashiv the Baalav. Right? That I bought Shabbat Kesef Afilu Subin. I thought we learned from there that you could give not just Kesef, you could even give Shabbat Kesef. You could even pay with Bran. Right? Bran is a very unwanted item. And you can even make Subin as Bran. It doesn't have to be Meitav. It doesn't have to be Kesef or Metav. It could be even Shavar Kesef. Says the Gemara answers, Rav Nachman will answer the question, Rav Huna will answer the question and say, we're talking about a case where the guy doesn't have Kesef and doesn't have Metav. So that's how you can pay with Subin. But you're right, you can't pay with Subin. Says the Gemara, Idaletle, Pshita. If that's the only thing he has, of course he can pay with Bran. That's all he has, but he's not going to pay because he doesn't have Kesef. Well, he says, no. I need a pasuk because, in other words, we're asking, so what do you need a pasuk of Yashiv? It's obvious you can play with the brand because what else does the guy got? He says, I might have thunk. 
You might think that the damagee, the guy whose shore got hit by the shore, could go to Mr. Brand guy and say, take your raisin bran, sell it, come back and bring me money to pay for my, my cow. And that's why. Kamash, brother, you can't do that. You got that? Mm-hmm. So, according to what we're saying now, you can only use bran if you don't have money. If you have money, you must pay either money or make tough. Amr of Asi, of Asi says, Kisafim, Harehem Kekarka, money is equal to land. Now, that statement is just a vague statement. What does it mean, money is like land? What are you talking about? If you're telling me that Rav Asi is saying about Meitav that you could allow to pay with either your best land or money, what do you mean? That's Rav Huna. Why is this a new thing of Rav Asi? That's the old story of Rav Huna. Who needs you to tell us this? Must be we're talking about two brothers that split an estate. Okay, their father died, and they split their inheritance. You with me, Mike? Mm-hmm. Two brothers split inheritance. One guy took the karka, and the other guy took the money. And then in walks in a creditor who had lent the father money, and he takes away the karka. And therefore... Since the guy who took the land lost his whole land, he has the right to go to his brother and take away half the money that he inherited. Because since I lost my whole land, I'm now splitting the money with you. Says Mabshita, of course I can split the money, obviously. Hi, brav, hi, lobra. What, you think one's a son and one's not a son? Obviously. Ikad, that's one reason why we don't like this answer. Ikadami, Adraba, the Idaki said the opposite. He says, according to the second way to learn, the brother who lost his property has no right to take any money from his other brother. Why? Because he could tell him, the reason why I took money is that I know that even if someone steals my money, too bad, money is easily stolen, land is hard to steal, but I understood that I'm, I'm taking the risk that even though the money might get stolen, I gotta get robbed, I will, I'll take that risk. And even if I do get robbed, I'm not coming to money from you. And you, when you took land, you understand that if someone is a creditor to daddy, and he comes with you, he's coming after you and not me. And therefore, you accepted the risk, and I'm not, I'm not reimbursing you for, your, for half of the loss. No. So what does it mean when it says, back to the question, what does it mean when it says that money is like karka? Right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, two brothers each took a piece of land, and one brother lost all his land. So, let's see what happened. Reuven dies. He leaves two sons, Shimon and Levi. Each one get a field worth $1 million. Then in comes Yehuda, 
And he says, hey, Ruben owed me a million dollars. I think I'll take Levi's field. Now Levi's left with zero, and Shimon's left with a million dollar property. Shimon needs to be repaid. In this case, you can't say, oh, I'm not paying you, because we both took land. So we both understood that we might get it. Shimon has to be paid. Now, according to this, Shimon, when he's paying Levi for the land, could, has a choice. He could either pay a half a million dollars out of his pocket, or he could give him half the land. And it's his choice. That's what it means. That's what it means. Yes, Money is like yes. yes. Mm. Okay? And, you, and, and Levi can't say, no, I want the field. Keep your money. If I want, Kesef is like fields, and therefore I can give you what I want. It's up to me to decide how I choose to pay him. Says the Gemara, oh, that's what it means? Rav Asi already said this once before. Why? The Itmar, because we learned, Ha'achim Shechalku, if brothers split their father's money, Uba. And the Balchov comes and takes one of the Chelek. Rav says, Rav says that the original splitting is now gone and they have to re-split what's left. Shmuel says he lost everything. The guy who lost his share, he lost everything, he has no claim. And Rav Asi says, Rav Asi says, he gets a quarter of the land or he gets a quarter of the money. Or? Yes. One or the, one or the other. We show over there that he, he knows both. Well, let's explain each one. It's a quarter. Okay. It's a quarter. Why do you have a quarter? Maybe it's four brothers. Let's see why. Rav, Amar Batla Machloket. Rav says we split the, the, the splitting. We got rid of the splitting. Kasavad he holds. Hachim Kirchalku Kiyoshimahim. He holds that the brothers who split are like heirs of their own things. And therefore, they're responsible for the debts together. Right? And therefore, if they take one, the other guy has to come and take over. Shmuel says, Vitel, He holds that when brothers split, they're like buyers, and buyers are not responsible for someone else's thing. And therefore, according to Shmuel, the creditor could go against any of them, and the other ones don't have to make it up, because they're like buyers. Right. Shrav holds that they're like Yarshim, and they're still responsible for all the debts collectively. And Shmuel holds, no, Vitel, they're not responsible. Right? Therefore, you lost that. Therefore, he takes a quarter. Since he doesn't know what it is, it's like a safek. And in the safek, he's saying, if money is in safek, he split it. And therefore, split the money. And that's why you only pay a quarter. Since Rav Asi is in Suffolk, he holds that you only pay a quarter. Now, I'm getting funny looks here from Mr. Sweat. Mr. Sweat is uncomfortable with the fact that a Suffolk to Rav Asi, is that one? Like, am I correct? He doesn't know. Okay, so I'm not going to get bothered. Okay. Elam, so, so says the Gemara. 
So the Mar is asking, why is Rav Asi saying now that money is like land? He already said money is like land because he said when you pay a quarter, you can pay either money or land. Okay. That's the same rabbi who needs Rav Asi to say it twice. He already said that when you pay the quarter, it's money or land. And that's the same law. It's called Meitav. That's the same as Ravuna. So that's what Ravuna had said before. Ema, you're right. That is what Ravuna said before. Ema, v'chena amar Ravasi. Well, just say that. And Ravasi also says that. If you remember, in the beginning, we started off saying, we said, right? What's wrong with saying also? Why, why? Originally, Ravasi said... That's what I'm asking. Why not just say also? Ravasi said the same thing. Right. Why are we only mentioning it as like an agav that we knocked out all these other options? Now we have to rely. No, because he didn't say that. It says Amar Vasi. It sounds like Ravasi was saying a real thing, and now we're saying no. Ravasi is just and repeating, is. repeating the words of Ravuna. Right? Okay. Amar Abzera, Amar Ravuna. Be mitzvah ad shlish. New topic. When you're paying for a mitzvah, you should spend up to a third. Third of your, of your money? My shlish? What does that mean, a third? Good question, Ralph. If it means a third of all your assets, which means that if you need to buy a lulav, if you need to buy a lulav, and the only lulav available costs a third of your money, while Yaakov, then... That means if he has three mitzvot that cost him a lot of money, he's going to lose his entire estate and be, be penny, penniless? One third of whatever he has yeah, at that keeps, point. Keeps, keeps, oh. keeps going down less and less and less. Starts with a million, a third of that. <laughs> then he has 666, a third of that. Then he has 333. Toss question. That's Toss's question. Look about Toss what? Mashri insect was best common on the talk. It's wrong. I feel like you but perhaps we have a mitzvah. Tosso says, even if you're talking about a case where it's going down a third of what's left, a third of what's left, still the Gemara knows you don't have to pay that much. Ella Amar Abzera, Abzera says, when we're saying a third, it's uh, when you talk about the beautification, which means, let's say the mitzvah costs you $10, and they tell you if you spe- spend an extra $30 or $33, you can get a beautiful one. You're, you're responsible to spend up to a third of the price of the mitzvah on beautification of that mitzvah. Oh. So you should buy a thousand dollars in a Torah. Case is, let's say you have only a Torah you could buy. They, they, they call you to buy a Torah. And the Torah costs a hundred bucks. Okay? And they tell you if you want to get a beautiful one, one, one it's one thirty-three. You have to spend it. The guy says you want to get a beautiful one, but right. it's one hundred fifty. You don't have to because it's more Correct. than a third of the original value. Now the Gemara wants to know, there's two ways to mention... That's what it sounds like. Now the Gemara says... How, you know, you know what's going on over here? Could you explain the math on this? Go ahead. A third of a hundred or a third of what would be... Like, I don't know how to explain it. Okay. There's two ways to measure a third. 
It's a third of the inside or a third of the outside. Okay. What does that mean, a third of the inside, a third of the outside? So, let's say, the last one costs six. Do you have to add two zoos to make it eight? Or do we say, if the last one is six, you have to add three and spend nine. Why? Because... Mm-hmm. It's a third of what the total would be after you add that third. Right, <laughs> right. It has to end. In other words, like this. When you, let's say the original one cost six. Do we say, in order to make it a third more, you have to make it as more expensive that you spent a third on the Hidur, right? Because if you make it eight. Six and a third of that is plus two, would be eight. Eight, that's one way to do it, add two. Another way to do it is, Make it nine because once it's nine, one third of nine was spent on Hidur, and then you have six left. Interesting. Right? Is it Milabar or Milagav? You got the two ways to measure it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about Teku. We don't know. The Gemara does not answer how to measure the third. Okay? Bemavara Amri, in the West, they used to say, in Israel, they used to say, Ajlish Mishilo. They said you have to pay up to a third of your resources. Which means... So it's not a take No, he's saying up to a third you have to spend on your own and you're not going to get the money back. Once you spend more than a third, Mishnah Kosovo Hashem will pay you back. You still allowed? He's saying you're still allowed to do that. Yeah, isn't there a rule that he's supposed to only spend? That's how, yeah, that's how Rashi says. Now, now, Rabbeinu Hananel understands. That it's the opposite. Up to a third, you spend with your own money. After a third, you spend money that Hashem gives you a windfall. So if you ever get a windfall, like you find a wallet, use that money for more than a third of, of his ah. money. But he if it's money that you work for, then up to a third. So if a guy wins a parlay, then you have to spend more on your mitzvahs. What I do, Rabbi. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't need parlays, Rabbi. Good, so good, good, good. It's good, it's good. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Ready for the Mishnah, guys? Mike, we're losing it. Come on. Stick with us. Okay. Kol shechavti b'shminato hechshavti edisko. Whatever I'm obligated to guard from doing damage... Then I have to, to, and then I cause the damage if I didn't guard it. If I cause part of the damage, then I have to pay the payment of damage. Like, like someone who caused all the damage. Okay? If there's properties that are not subject to the laws of Mi'ila, which means these properties. There's no question of mi'ilah because uh, if, if you damage him, there's no problem. And in other words, if it belongs to Hekdash, there's no problem. Then, or the people that belong to Jews, or privately held properties, in all these cases, you have. 
except for things that belong to the to the damager. Or things that happen on jointly held properties. So the, a person is not chayav to worry about damage that happens on his own property or property that's joint owned by him and the nizik. And when they do damage, you have to pay with meitav. Now let's see what that means. There's going to be a brighter that explains the case. Tan Rabbanan. When it says anything, anytime I'm obligated to watch, I, then it's like I caused the damage. Ket said, how does that work? Let's say I own an ox or a pit, and I give it to a cheres katan. Right? And they're supposed to watch it. And yeah, these things damage somebody. Chayav l'shalem, I have to pay. Mashe'en kebesh. I was watching and I gave it to a cheres to watch. I was watching, I gave it to a katan to watch. In that case, they damage. I'm chayav to pay. Right? Because he didn't guard it well. Mashe'en ken be'esh. But it's not true when it comes to fire. If you give a fire to a kid, then the owner is not responsible. What are we talking about? If I gave a kid to watch a covered pit, or I gave to get to watch a shore that's all tied up, which a similar case by fire would be I give a coal that's not a flame. A coal that's not actually a flame. Right. It's hot, but it's not a flame. It's not, there's no fire on it. To a kid, in all cases, when I gave it to him, it was fine, so it should be okay. Talking about an untied shore. An uncovered bore. If so, then by the Esh case, it would be that I gave the mentally unstable guy, I gave him a, a flame. Right? What are you saying? You're patur by fire? However, the only reason why you're patur is if you gave him a, a coal and he blew on it to make it go aflame. But if you gave him a flame, chayav, chayav. My tama. Because we know it's going to cause damage. And therefore, it can't be talking about that case. What case is the Mishnah talking about when it says, Says the Gemara, Really, we are talking about a case where the shore was tied and the bore was covered. And I gave a kid, I gave somebody to watch, I gave Yaakov to watch a uh, covered pit, or I gave Yaakov to watch a tied up shore, and if so, the case is a coal, right? Because we're going to Ash and the case like Ash is Kachelet. With Kamrit, this day you said, they're both the same. No, it's different. You know why? Shore, Ash shore that's tied up, Tuki. It's normal that it will work itself loose. If you leave the shore tied up long enough, the shore will get out. That's how it is. They pull themselves out of the ground. And bore did abe 
also the cover of it will come off on its own. And therefore, the owner, by giving it to a... When the thing down... On it. I'm assuming that the bits that they're talking about here, the covers, are not fitting as well as the manhole covers that we have here that fit like a glove. Right? But a coal will get worse and worse, which means that the longer you leave a shore tied up, eventually it's not going to stay there, it's going to get out. The longer you leave a covered board with, if you put like a, a board over it, the longer you leave it, eventually someone's going to move a little bit, a little bit, until it gets open. But the longer you leave a coal, it gets, it, it gets less and less likely to cause. And therefore, that's why you patur in the coal case. So says the Gemara, Ule Rabbi Yochan, according to Rabbi Yochan, the Amar, Afilu Masar, Lo, Shalhevet, Nami Patur, who says that even if he gave it a Shalhevet, a flame, you're also patur. According to Biyokono, who says, for a flame, he could say that the case of the Mishnah is talking about a case where the shore was untied and the boar was uncovered. And if so, why should it be different? In either case, it should be chayav or no. Which means, over there, by the flame, it's the it's the control of the of the cheresh which caused the problem. That's not my problem. Hacha, outside the it's not the control. Which means, when I give a coal to a a, a, a kid, right? The kid is causing the damage. The bottom, I didn't cause. It's not my coal that caused damage. It's the kid moving that caused damage. Over, when I give when I give a kid my shore, it's the shore that caused the damage. The kid didn't watch it. But I, I, I'm the one that's my, that's my show, and therefore there's different things giving you a coal. Did you get this one or not so much? I don't like the. I don't like the. Why? Because a coal, you're giving the kid a coal. What do you expect him to do with it? It's not, but. The kid, the kid could also sit there and not. In and of itself, it doesn't damage. The kid, the kid himself, he stays over here, it doesn't move. The kid has to move it somewhere and cause the damage. Whereas the shore, the shore is doing the damage. The kid was supposed to contain it. But here, it's not the kid's job to contain the fire. The kid's going to cause the fire. It's not my causing. Who caused it? Who was the causer of the fire? You see the difference. I hear it. I love it. I don't know. The kid is not... The kid is the So you give the kid lighter fluid and you say, okay, you go, if you can pour the lighter fluid onto no, the fire... I'm saying there's a difference in giving a kid lighter fluid and giving a kid a shore. Because the bull... It's the bull that's doing the damage. In the lighter fluid, it's the, fire that's doing it's the, the kid that... It's my fire that's doing the damage. You are saying that sarcastically. Uh, no, I'm saying I don't have the difference. You do. You do understand the difference. The difference is... The difference is that the fire, even if... The fire right now is, is a lit fire. But if it stays here, it's doing nothing. The kid has to bring it and take it somewhere else to have it. Right? The shore is going on its own somewhere else. You guys are done? No, no. Okay. Well, right? It's like it has its own... It has own rain to go there. And, and, and the board. Oh, what about the board? Well, the board also, the it gets looser on its own without the kid. We're saying the board's open. The kid's not opening the board. The board's open. Well, the board was open. Yeah, so that board opened. The kid was supposed to watch and no one falls in. And the kid didn't do his job. But the board was made by me. 
Okay. Here, the kid has to bring it and get some. Yeah. We're not worried. We're not worried that it just the it, wind it, is going to take the fire. Isn't that a concept? If that was true, then I would be with you. If if that was true, then it would be the same. The kid was just watching; it would be the same. Okay, we'll stop over here. Tanu Rabbanan. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. Tanu Rabbanan. Amor. Yeah.